a Lifetime Original Podcast. Sometimes people be like, January's the worst month. A lot of times people say February's the worst month. And it's like, you're being disrespectful to all Black people, myself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Paris mm-hmm. Hilton, and Andy Beckerman. <laughs> now that's so. my Mount Rushmore. Megan <laughs> Gilly, Paris Hilton, Andy Beckerman. I love a Lifetime movie. You will wind up in jail. Oh my God. Isn't she a wonderful mother? Someone is in the wall. Someone is under the bed. Someone is eating apples and putting them down. I'm a breast construction man. I left the seat up, but don't put it back down. Aren't I so difficult? What's he doing in Israel? A delayed birthright? I'm on your ass. I'm hovering like a bee. Get away from my things. (laughs) Did you do this? What? The only person who doesn't want us living here is you. Oh, I'm not the only one, apparently. You have keys, you have opportunity, and you have motives. Oh, you better watch your tongue. Or this is going to cost you more than your damage deposit. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. Because that's the truth, them's the facts. I am one of your hosts, Naomi Ekperrigan, here joined by my co-host, who I'm mad at right now, because she came to the Zoom looking cute as hell, y'all. And I'm fully in the Zoom, brawless in a head wrap. Okay. Megan Gailey. Here's the hi. We haven't seen each other in so long. This is our first recording of 2023. Who knows when it's coming out? We don't know. Like, the thing is, we talk and we let everyone else figure out the rest. So <laughs> Conrad and I had our second swim lesson today. And I was looking all kinds of crazy i was <laughs> i was standing in the in the lo- ladies locker room yeah dripping wet while trying to get a dripping wet baby dry like it was to the point where an old woman saw me and goes you're a wonderful mother and then blew me a kiss <laughs> you know you're struggling when an elder is like you're hanging <laughs> and then I, and then so i got this podcast and then in like an hour after we record, I'm not, we're not, I'm not on a time crunch, I promise. CJ <laughs> and I are going to play golf at Dodger Stadium. Oh my God. You guys, I can't get one. You guys, this is like not the first time these two have gone to golf. Okay. Golf is their love language. They were going to do it on their anniversary. <laughs> I bought us clubs and we're not even good golfers, but the, our neighbor across the street, he turned, he went from sneakerhead to, he was like, I'm retired. And so I heard that. I go, oh my God, maybe CJ will grow out of this. And then CJ was like, well, what do you spend money on now? And he was like, golf. And I'm like, what? Can it be like your wife? Can it be investments? Oh my God. That's hysterical. And also like golf's not a cheap habit. I would uh, say. No, 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 no. But they set up like a top golf at Dodger Stadium. It's CJ's birthday this weekend. Wow. Okay. Did I not tell you? Because we, we're doing something very special on Sunday. And it's CJ's birthday. <laughs> you didn't tell me that was why. Okay, you guys, I will tell you. So I text Megan and I'm like, do you want to come to my wedding dress fitting? Because, you know, Megan likes weddings. Megan's a girly girl. I also think she and my mother will vibe and I could really use another person in the room on my side. And so I asked Megan, and I tell her the time, and then Megan's like, I have something from 12 to 3, but I could go early or leave late. Is that your husband's birthday? No. I had already scheduled something on on CJ's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So basically, for CJ's birthday, he is taking care of our child alone while I, you know, gallivant all over the city. (laughs) 
That is, you're a good wife. Thank you. You're a good wife. You're a good life partner (laughs) to give him that time with his son. You know, that's what you're giving him on his birthday. That's a gift. Now, Naomi, right before we hopped on, you said that you had talked to a listener and and Mm -hmm. we love uh, truly you guys fill our hearts with joy like (laughs) the the movies you recommend the things you send us they're just top notch and we had referenced a certain listener who you had met who was shocked that I was a reader yeah 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 (laughs) and I believe that episode came out over the break because our beloved Carlos messaged me this morning. <laughs> so I think it was the episode <laughs> that came out yesterday. And I didn't realize he was the one that had said it. But then when you referenced it, I was like, he must have a guilty conscience because he did reach out to me. And he was like, you're an icon. You're so smart. I, like, <laughs> you are reading post-birth. Like, I believe it. I believe it. So, Carlos, we we love you. And I never, I never took any offense to it. Ever, ever, ever. If anything, I took a compliment because it's like, I look too hot to be a reader. Exactly. Exactly. And it's funny because Carlos, he did reach out to me. He's like, he's like, did I offend Megan? Should I write her? And and I said with confidence, you know, I was like, Megan is fine. And I'll say <laughs> that is a testament to something about you. You know, you are not somebody who is hypersensitive. Uh, and I say that as someone who is hypersensitive. I am hypersensitive. You should talk to some of my long-term friends and they may they may beg to differ. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. I just think of you as somebody who like just can roll with it. And I'm like, like that wouldn't be something that would like hurt your feelings. No. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I was like, Megan's fine. I was like, she's fine. <laughs> In this day and age where our clips go on social media, for a beloved listener to say I don't look like I read, that's the nicest thing that will be said about me today. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh, just the the evilness, the evil. There were so many people saying how much they hate my voice on a clip that oh, I had to comment. God. I hate it too. Okay. <laughs> I don't like it either. Oh my God. That's terrible. And it's funny because I don't think of you like your voice isn't nasal. It isn't like a baby voice. It, it doesn't have one. I don't know what it is that's pinging people's ears. And I do. I will take issue with a voice. I'll take issue with a voice. I think there's probably some vocal fry. You know, I, I sound huh. very... Huh white and so yeah yeah but like you are very white it's not like you don't like i don't know it's one of those things where it's like you know we've all heard our own voices even if you're not a stand-up comedian we've all heard a voicemail and gone oh my god and that doesn't leave you just because you choose a path where you have to talk for a living like when i listen to this podcast i go (laughs) they should fire megan (laughs) oh shit and and that's amazing to me because like i can't even listen to it okay your girl does three podcasts and I've never heard a single one of them. Yeah. And that's because I don't like my voice. I was like, I don't want to hear this. This isn't good. Which is normal. (laughs) It's normal to hate your own voice. Speaking of hate, that's going to be my pivot into this movie. There's a lot of hatred going on. There's a lot of mean girl energy. This movie was intense. And I'm coming to you having watched it mere hours ago. Uh huh. And I'm coming to you having watched it not once, but twice. (laughs) As Megan says, she's seen this movie more times than she's seen Citizen Kane. (laughs) And that movie is called Secrets in the Building. Following the death of her husband, Michelle and her daughter Nora move into a new condo for a fresh start. And they quickly discover their fresh start has become a new nightmare. 
Oh my God. Condos, homeowners associations, uh-huh. people who uh-huh. pay HOA dues. Oof. Okay. I would like to suggest a drinking game for those at <laughs> home. Take a drink every time you hear the word condo and, <laughs> and don't drive after. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Then those are your orders. We got to get into it. because I was going to say, guys, Mar Vista logo, we're in good hands, okay? Great. You're getting a classic Lifetime joint. Mm-hmm. You're you're hitting the beats. You're having a good time. And I'll tell you, Mar Vista is always start strong. And what we start off with is a mother and a daughter, Michelle and Nora, respectively, sitting at a kitchen table. And I'm going to tell you this. It looked like they were sitting in the dark. I said, why are you sitting in the dark? It looked like they were in a dark room eating bunt cake. Eating a bunt cake. It was stylized. Definitely was dark, kind of like there was maybe dry ice being pumped in. <laughs> a bunt cake. Now, have you heard of the business called Nothing Bunt Cake? No. Okay, well, my mom talks about it. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know what it is. Is that Indiana? Is that an Indiana joint? It must be. But yeah, it's called Nothing Bunt Cake. And a bunt cake <laughs> is just so... It's so specific to see in a in a film. Yeah. And so yeah. they're snacking on it. Mom Michelle is like about to say something and then is like, oh, never mind. And Nora's like, what? And she's like, oh, it's nothing. And then Nora gets up to, I think, take her plate and fork to the dishwasher. Good girl. And fully collapses <laughs> on the ground. Nora? I feel dizzy. Fully collapses. Double the screen. She's like, she's like, oh, I don't feel well. Like, and like this, you know, the image kind of gets a little shaky. And then mom gets up. Two seconds later, mom collapses too. I, I said, what is in that cake? <laughs> 40 seconds into the motion picture. 40 then, seconds. We've got two collapsed women. And then we see someone in sort of like ripped, distressed jeans of the early aughts shuffle in and yeah. stand over them. But we do not see who is in the jeans. Right. You just see the jeans. You don't see the yeah. top of the figure. Okay. Yes. And they're like acid wash jeans. So it's like, well, that this is a certain person. Also like, that person's a killer. Do you know what I mean? Like, I see acid wash. You're coming in. I said, there could be no good. There could be no good in this person's soul. I don't think we've had killing by cake yet. You know, I always like, I always get excited when we have a new means of killing. There's like a a golf club used at some point here. I go, seen it. Hammer, seen it. Bunk cake? Never seen that. (laughs) Never seen that. I know. I thought that was very good, especially because I'm going to tell you this. The bunk cake looked dry. 
And so initially I go, that ain't even a good looking cake. Right. And so we're imagining you put probably like arsenic in it. And isn't that, wouldn't that moisten it up? But that wouldn't make you pass out. Like that oh. is to kill you, like make you sick, right? It doesn't, it wouldn't make you like dizzy. Because mm. here's the other thing, you know, with something like, this is why, look, lifetime, usually you're putting it in beverage, right? Because you mm-hmm. know someone's going to finish their tea. They're going to finish their wine. They're going to finish their lemonade. But with a cake. I'm finishing it. <laughs> Well, ex- right? Like, if you had the whole cake, it would be like, Megan's dead. Like, we just wanted to knock her out, but now she is deceased because she had too much cake. But isn't that a better way to go out? Like, if <laughs> if you come to me and you're like, listen, you're going to die. You can have some tea or you can eat a whole butt cake. I'm like, bring me both, honestly. <laughs> like, I, I, the cake looks dry. I need the cake. I'll have some tea. If you want to throw some cyanide and some water, I'll drink it too. <laughs> Oh, my God. Isn't she a wonderful mother? Then we <laughs> cut to two months earlier. All right. And we see Michelle and Nora. This They're not collapsed. They're on their feet. They're <laughs> moving into a new condo building. And we get a little montage. And they're just moving, having fun. Now, I just need you guys. The moment I see them moving in together, I see two 32-year-old black women. <laughs> And when and and Nora repeatedly and it's almost like she says it a lot in this opening montage. I think in part for us, she's like, "Mom, mom, mom." Yeah. She has to say it a lot because you know what? It's not obvious looking at these two. Okay, no. Michelle and Nora look like twin sisters. Okay, fraternal. So when she's calling her mom, I go, "Okay, okay." I think this is what they're setting up: is that they're an adult daughter and an mm-hmm. adult mom who are down on their luck, moving yes. in together and are maybe yes. going to like open a shop together, like going into business yes. together. Yes. Combining yes. lives. I thought I was like, something's happened where the adult daughter has lived with her mother. Like, you know, I'm like, she lost custody. She's fresh out of prison. Like, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, they're both together rebuilding. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, <laughs> I am shocked to discover just minutes later that Nora is a high school student. <laughs> I I was like, excuse me? And we don't watch these movies together. So we we watch them separately and then sometimes yeah. send reactions to each other before we get here because there's just something so wild. I wrote, Nora is 30 years old. <laughs> Naomi texts and is like, Nora's supposed to be in high school. I wrote in all caps. I was livid. Nora's also supposed to have an H on the end of her name, N-O-R-A-H. We don't yeah. need that. We don't need that. Uh, You know, I'm very against extra H's being a Megan. Yeah. So they have a fun dynamic. I do think they're kind of like, moving sucks. And I think film, television, books, they need to be more representative of how bad moving is. Like, I feel like at the end of shows, they just are like, okay, close the door. And it's like, I moved recently. There's always like a pile of loose hangers, (laughs) dust bunnies. There's like, it looks like meth heads lived there instead of like a family. And and I think Nora and Michelle are like, this is brutal. And then to make matters worse. Oh, Lord. Lawrence, the maintenance man comes in. And from moment one. Moment one. The attitude, the unprofessionalism. Out of pocket. I, out of pocket. And and for, for, he's in full maintenance man garb. And he's like, I'm off today. No, no, no. Megan, just play it. We just got to play this. this okay. Is, the first time you meet this man, listen to his crazy ass. Hello? Who are you and how'd you get in here? I'm Lawrence. On-site maintenance. These come with the job. I'm sorry. I'm Michelle. And this is my daughter, Nora. We're moving in. I can see that. 
Also heard it all the way down the hall. Again, I apologize, but your on-site maintenance, so great. There are a few things that management said they were gonna take care of before we moved in. So there is a light switch cover in my daughter's room that's not working and there's something wrong with that corner carpet. It looks a little dirty. And then right here, I tried to plug. It's my day off. I live on site. You want something fixed? Fill out a repair request. Oh, that reminds me. They're fumigating this whole building on October the 10th. I need this place completely cleared out that night. <laughs> I thought women were supposed to be good at packing stuff. And I thought building staff was supposed to give tenants 24-hour notice before they let themselves in a unit. I knocked first. Okay, first of all, People are moving boxes into a building. If you're the maintenance man, you know when somebody's moving in. So don't act like you're surprised. Number two, when has moving ever been quiet? And they're not being loud at all. He is so insane. His anger, where I'm like, and, but again, he's that kind of person because we have this a lot in a, in a lifetime dream, right? That person is almost always, it's maintenance. It's the groundskeeper. It's the gardener. Yeah. Someone who feels ownership, they feel ownership over a property. And they're like, this is yeah. mine. But they're almost always yeah. the MacGuffin, right? Because they're like too. Right, 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 right. Like you, like you are too so angry. you're so angry that I just feel like if you were actually a murderer, you would have been in jail by now because you're like very obviously unhinged. And Lawrence is a black man, and he's coming in so aggressive to this single black mother know, and, her and her daughter child that I'm like Lawrence. What are you doing? Like, I know. And at one point, when Lawrence first walks in, he's an attractive man. And and Nora kind of like looks at him. I go, oh, maybe they're yeah, going to yeah, yeah. strike something up. And then I was like, oh, no, no, no. Lawrence is not going to be getting that no. in this film. He's livid. And that's when I thought Nora was 30. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, oh, okay. They're opening a shop. She's going to date the maintenance man. Boy, was I wrong. Because then a neighbor with the John and Kate plus eight hairdo. <laughs> Name Helene comes down with her daughter Channing, whose hair doesn't move. Channing's? Channing's hair does not move. Oh. It was like a magic eye poster. <laughs> like, it's like, what am I looking at? Like, it was so stiff. I kept being like, is it a wig? At one point, she has her bangs pinned back and she was a totally different person. <laughs> like, her hair, it's like Lego hair. You know, you put it on and you're just like, well, it's hair. The helmet you clip in. You clip in. It could have yes, been a wig. It's funny though. Yes. But the name Channing is like a lot for me immediately. Like, Helene and Channing are already, again, they're white <laughs> too. So the whole idea is like, they're like the white version of Michelle and Nora. You know, single mom, daughter, Channing is in the same, goes to the same high school as Nora. They're the same year. And so, you know, Channing's all like, I'm friendly. And, and, but then, like, Channing is immediate. you guys, the same way Lawrence comes in with an attitude, Channing is immediately out of pocket. She's like, oh, I'm so jealous. We live by the laundry room and you have this great view. And she immediately asks Nora if she wants some hard drugs. Like, she's like, yes. like, Nora's like putting down her migraine medicine. So, of course, always flag that, okay? Migraine meds. And mm -hmm. Channing's like, I can get you something harder. It's like, Hello, nice to meet you. What's your last name? Like, I felt like that was right. so strange to be the first thing you ever say to somebody is like, would you like narcotics? Do you want some methamphetamine? Percocet. <laughs> X. And it's like, no. And thankfully, Nora's like, I'm trying to get an athletic scholarship, which is something she says a lot in this movie, which is not what you say. <laughs> you say, I'm trying to get a track scholarship. I'm trying to get a basketball. Nora's like, whatever sport will have me. 
It's so wild. We also do find out that Michelle's husband, Nora's father, had passed away. Yeah. And there's a photo, and it seems rather recent. So I think it's within the last year. Yeah, and so that is why they decided to move to California. Hello, name check. California for a fresh start. You know, this. also, they're living these condos. It's very new construction. The hallways look like a college dorm. I'm not going to lie to you. I hate the it doors. Looks like, it looks like either like, it's, it looks like either a bunch of offices or like dorm rooms, yeah. the way the, door, the hallways look. It's industrial and not in like a good way. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> while... Mm, Channing is offering Nora a grab bag of pills. <laughs> Helene and Michelle bond about being single moms. Helene says she's divorced. Her ex sucks. Great. And then they decide that they are going to basically carpool the girls to school. No, no, no. Let's take, let's take a beat here. Okay. Because this is what I thought was, I was like, Michelle, the first thing she says, like literally they're talking where, you know, Helene's like, I got to be there work and trying to get, trying to get Channing to school, but the bus is always late. And Michelle, without missing a beat, is like, well, I don't have to be to work till 930. I'll drive the girls in the morning. And I just said to myself, Michelle, why would you sign up for this duty? You don't know these people yet. You are signing on for five mornings Mm -hmm. every single week to drive these two kids to school. You just met these people. I know. You, I was like, I just felt, I was like, Michelle, you, you got to start a new job. You got to get your life right. You don't need to be adding on new responsibilities yet. Maybe you can offer that a month in, but you just got here, sis. Unpack your bags before you sign up to be driving kids to school every day. So she moved her daughter to a new state for her senior year of high school. And I think there's probably some guilt in that. And she goes, oh, built-in friend in the building. I want my daughter to have an mm. ally when she goes to this new school. So I will offer to take them together so Nora's not having to walk in alone. But little does Michelle know, she's now tethered her daughter to a drug dealer. And even Helene (laughs) is like, my daughter is bad. And Channing (laughs) overhears this. And Michelle's like, well, no kid's perfect. And Nora's like, thanks, mom. And it's like, "Um, no, we're basically talking about how Channing's a drug dealer. Yeah, it's also like Channing, a lot of this movie is her like in doorways, listening to people talk about her being bad. And (sighs) she just likes to do that. She's really into hovering. She's giving us hot topic realness. Like her energy is, again, the kind of hair. It's almost like... Oh, how would I describe it? And she's not a skater, but I think it's like almost like it's a sullen skater vibes, but she's gorgeous, but she's very unwell. It's like very yeah. clear that she is a volatile person, like from the jump, because the the mood swings are swinging. Yeah, she's like Jenny Jones, Sally Jesse Raphael, scared straight girl. Like you bring her yeah, on, yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I do what I want, and then a drill sergeant comes in and is like, Tanner, you won't wind up in jail. <laughs> So next morning, carpool begins. Lawrence sees Michelle. And at first, he's like, hey, I'm sorry we got off on the wrong foot. And then he's like, but you didn't have to tell on me. And Michelle's like, I didn't I didn't call the building. On right, I didn't tell anybody about anything. What are you talking about? <sighs> and so immediately. Channing and Nora comes down. And Channing and Lawrence have this exchange. Hey, Channing. You know, your mom's a real piece of work. No wonder your dad left y'all. She's just... You have no idea what her! No, I told her the truth. Get in the car, girls. And you better get a handle on her, otherwise I'm gonna call the cops. Okay, what... Now, 
Lawrence, uh, you thought you were going to get fired for yesterday. Now you're definitely going to get fired. <laughs> what? You're ta- you're yelling at a teen girl. No wonder your dad left you. I know it's in. He's this is what I mean. He's out of his mind. How does he have a job there? Like <laughs> this cannot be the first incident that. And like he's like, sorry, you were la-. like the way he apologizes is crazy. Right. I was so happy when he initially came up. And then I was like, Lawrence is somehow worse than I thought. He gets worse with every passing moment. And you have to remember, not only does he have an attitude, he has yet to fix anything. He's maintaining nothing. So you both are an asshole and you're not good at your job. You only get to be one. You only get to be one. If you're going to be bad at your job, you better be nice and jolly. Okay? And he's he's on the clock now and he's in the same outfit he was wearing yesterday when he said he wasn't on the clock. Okay, so Channing and Nora get to school. Channing introduces Nora to her friend group, which I actually thought was like a pretty fun group. Like, you're like, who are Channing's friends gonna be? I know, I know. But then it was also funny, though, because it was like, they don't seem to like her either. Because (laughs) Channing, Channing, like, introduces her and then immediately tells everybody, like, that Nora got kicked out of her last school because she's like a party girl and into drugs. And Nora's like, what are you talking about? And then immediately, Amanda in the friend group is like, yeah, Channing just be lying. <laughs> like, like nobody yeah. believed it for half a second. And it was yeah. like, well, then why do you guys hang out with Channing? Why is she allowed around? I know, because then Amanda goes on to be like, Channing's nuts. One time she keyed my car. And <laughs> Nora's like, why? And she's like, I don't even remember. <laughs> it's like, and not that there's ever an excuse to key someone's car, but it's like she's just randomly doing this. There also is like a hunk, and his name's Aiden. He is very hunky. He's CW to the max. He yeah, looks like yeah. he should be in a CW show. He actually didn't fit with the friend group. I'm going to tell you that right now. But wow. I really liked him because he was like hot, but he seemed very grounded. Yeah. So him and Nora kind of like share a look. Yeah. And Channing clocks it, unfortunately. And then Amanda clocks it too, because when she's having her little combo to fill Norton that Channing's crazy. She's like, I can give Aiden your number if you want. And it's like, girl, you already got your car keyed. <laughs> like, well, that's, why? thank you. I was like, Amanda, you messy too. I said, you She's messy too, so Amanda. Messy. I was like, you over here being like, well, Channing can't be trusted. And it's like, meanwhile, you up in here, you talk about Channing and now you're trying to go around it. You Like, you want Nora to get with Aiden to bother Channing. Yes. Okay, so... Michelle has to go back to the condo because she forgot a file that she needs for her first day of work. And when she gets there, there is a different maintenance man there, Josh, who says he is the building contractor. Yes. He did all of the renovations and he's there to do some work on the condo. And Michelle's like, ugh, everything here is broken. (laughs) It's so (laughs) funny to be like, I did all this. And it's like, well, it sucks. They have their, he's being extra, extra flirty. You think it was extra? I thought he was really nice. I thought he was very handsome. I said, well, this is, this is someone we can work with, Michelle. Okay. I said, we can work with this. Yes. No, I thought, I thought he was handsome. I go, what do him and Lawrence talk about? But he (laughs) is, he's definitely flirting. He also drops a little tea that Helene used to live in this unit. Which is an insane thing to not mention when you come over to someone's house and introduce yourself to them. So if you come over, literally Helene and Channing make a point of coming to the apartment, saying hello, making a carpool plan. You don't say, oh, yeah, actually, you used to live in this one. Right. And it's a condo. So that's, own you own it. Well, this is. Right? So it's, I'm like, did you buy it from Helene? Like, I don't, okay. So he gives Michelle his 
contractor card and then asks her to dinner. And I said, these California workmen <laughs> are wild. But I like that Michelle, she's like, look, I have to go actually. And I don't let people stay in my house working. And I was like, thank you, Michelle. I said, Naomi, that is Naomi. Me, I go, take your pants off. Stay a while, Josh. <laughs> I won't, I go, I won't be home till 6 p.m. Do whatever you want. I'm too, I'm too, I'm a mess. <laughs> no, I'm exactly like, it's like, you can't be in this house without me. I will, also, not just that, I will hover around you. Like, I better not hear your footsteps going into rooms that are not the bathroom. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you get to be in wherever you're working. You can go to the bathroom. But if I hear you someplace else, I'm on your ass. I'm on your ass. I'm yeah. hovering like a bee. Get away from my things. I may have already told you this, but I got really annoyed. I've had two separate workmen now be like, can I use the restroom? And I'm like, for sure. And then they leave the toilet up. Okay. Absolutely. And it's like, you went in and the toilet seat was down. Yeah. And you're also using the bathroom at a house where you're doing more. Like, what? I know. I know. It's like a stranger's bathroom. It's like, sometimes like, we get it. You're a man. Do you know what I mean? It feels a little like, I'm I'm a, I'm a... I'm a breast construction man. I left the seat up and I'll put it back down. Aren't I so difficult? <sighs> and it's like, well, now I'm mad that like you tr- you have boot prints too. Whenever I go into a bathroom and the seat is up, I like slam it down so loud. <laughs> <laughs> so fast and aggressive. I'm like, dude, like we were at a, a gas station and I like told my mom after I was like, I had to put the seat down. She goes, I heard. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's especially because you grew up in a house with, you know, you were outnumbered. Boys. Yeah. You, oh, guys were, yeah. you, you and Peg are outnumbered. That's why it makes me so angry. Yeah. But Ugh, did your, put it down. Did your brothers put it down, though? No. Yeah. And so you were like, get no it way. together. No, and I had to share a bathroom with them. I didn't have my own bathroom. I didn't have my own bathroom, my own phone line, my own TV. Nothing. We were roughing it in Indiana. Wow, Megan, you were struggling. You guys, uh. can you hear Megan's humble roots? She pulled herself <laughs> up by her bootstraps to become a podcast host. <laughs> By my Ugg straps. (laughs) So let's go back to high school because basically in high school, Nora and Channing are, I guess they're both sporty and they're in gym class and Channing is livid because Nora runs faster than her and Nora just can't take it. She can't take it. And then Channing after class, because again, remember Channing and Nora now will be going home together. She sees Aiden and Nora have a moment, and you see that like Aiden is texting Nora very obviously. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. you know, we and because remember, Channing and Aiden used to date. We don't know the extent of used to date, but obviously, Channing's someone who's attached. Okay, she gets attached. And that night, for some reason, Nora, she's at home, and this is where I get a little confused about timing because her mother comes home from work. Yeah. She starts work at 9:30. So it's probably like 6:30, and yet. Mm-hmm. Nora's in bed and she's had a ter- she's like in pajamas you think it's nighttime like I thought it was the middle of the night but she's a bad migraine and she can't find her migraine pills well 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 yeah. and her mom like finds her on the floor in fetal position like her headaches are that bad and then the next morning Helene is like I brought some soup for your sick gal and you know I just think Helene's doing too much as well Mm-hmm. I again there's there's neighborly and there is again and, and I'll tell you why too. If they lived on the same floor, it would be different. Right. Because you would see the you know what I mean? Like you would see stuff happening. Like, exactly. Whereas like she's coming from laundry to like what seems to be a very top floor apartment because they keep talking about what a great view it has, where uh, mm-hmm. Michelle and Nora are. Where I'm like, you're coming <laughs> out of your way to bring this woman's stuff and to like make sure they're home and to know they're doing it's like soup too. And it's like 
It's not in a can. It's in Tupperware. So I'm like, did you make soup? When I tell you she was holding that soup like it was empty. I mean, she was holding that Tupperware. I said, honey, you gotta, you have to endow the object with the weight. You've got to. Look. She was flopping it around. I said, honey, stop flopping this Tupperware around if it's supposed to be hot soup. Okay, so Michelle takes this opportunity to kind of dig a little bit. Listen to this. Can I ask you something? Mm -hmm. Did you used to live here? Oh, yeah, you caught me. It's a long story. I had a really bad breakup with my ex. He would stalk us and show up uninvited. And... It's all right. You don't have to get into it. I understand. Thanks. I just couldn't afford this bigger place. So we moved downstairs into a one bedroom when it became available. Channing's had so much upheaval. I didn't want her to move, lose friends. Mm. But don't worry. Dan, my ex, is long gone. You're safe. Okay. It's our situation that's rough. Sure. I get it. And I'm here for you. But I better get back to Nora. Okay. So she, uh, Helene comes clean about it. The thing that's flagged to me, it's like, Michelle, you're now living in a unit that a stalker knows about. Thank you. That was my thing. But also, here's where I thought it was strange. Your husband was stalking you, but you stayed in the same building? Well, he could still come true. at you. I was like, Absolutely your, your address has not changed. It seems like Helene is having financial difficulties because of, of this divorce, because they moved into a one bedroom. So it's like they may, moving is expensive and hard. They may not have been able to like first and last month's rent, security deposit, all that. So she's like, we'll just go down to a one bedroom and Channing's sleeping on the couch there. Yeah, but your stalker still knows where you I live. Know. You have not you have not addressed the stalking issue. This is when a younger generation would go on GoFundMe and exactly. say, I have a stalker. I need to move. Exactly. And it's like, all right, then I guess we're putting you up in Brentwood. <laughs> okay, so Michelle tells Nora about Josh asking her out. And Nora encourages her. And I'm like, good for you. I think that is because sometimes kids, especially if they've had a parent pass away, are like, no. I don't want you with anyone. Right. But she's trying to get her mom laid in California. And I I like that. Absolutely. Also, you know, I'm going to tell you this, because you see a picture of Michelle's former husband. He is also, he's a white man, as is Josh the contractor. And you, I got to say, quite honestly, Josh is looking better than daddy. Okay. I said, wow. Michelle, get what you get <gasps> and don't get upset, honey. This is your time. Josh is really charming and handsome. And I was like, you, you've been through something. This is your time now. You're starting, like, you deserve. And so... She calls Josh and is like, yes, I'll go out with you. And he's like very sweet about it. But what's weird is that she's calling Josh to tell him Lawrence, the maintenance man, is like staring her down. And this is this is where someone being so extra, this is this is actually one of my lifetime pet peeves. Too much. It's too much. And if yeah. you're not, and if you're gonna be too much, I need you to justify it. You gotta right. give, like, I need a backstory now on him because he is right. so out of pocket. Does his dad own the building? Like, how are you allowed to behave this way and get away with it? You got in trouble for that first interaction and you've since tried to fight with a teen girl right. and are just <laughs> staring at female residents. Like, Lawrence, time to look for a new job. Exactly. And then you also kind of want to like, does he know Michelle from the past and she doesn't remember him? Like, you're just, why is he so oh, fixated? Right. Or it's like, what is with him and noise? He's constantly being like, you're being loud. And it's like, first it's of all, no loud. one hears anything. No one's complaining. So then it's like, 
do you have extra sensitive hearing? Like, I need a backstory to justify the fact that he is off his rocker. Also off the rocker, Channing. Welcome on. Um, because Nora and Michelle exchanged like a little like about the date. And Channing's like, why do you have a secret with your mom? Were you talking about me? And it's like, what? Exactly. <laughs> and then, that's her mom. And, but then also Channing is also like, you know, if we're best friends, you have to be honest with me. And it's like, ma'am, I met you yeah. a week ago. And yeah. again, at that age, you know, this, again, like their last year of high school, right? They're too old for that best friend thing. Like, that is very summer camp seventh grade. You are like 17 years old. You can't be meeting somebody and going, we're best friends now. Yeah, so messy Amanda also takes her <laughs> aside again and says Channing was normal until her parents got a divorce. And now she's a stage five clinger. Unfortunately for Amanda and Nora, Channing is standing in a doorway listening to this. This is what Channing does. Channing stands in doorways. <laughs> she knows she's going to hear something eventually. Just stands in a doorway. But it's like, Amanda, if you know she got weird when her parents got a divorce, have a little sympathy. You know, like, <laughs> I, 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 she shouldn't have keyed your car. But I do think there's multiple points in this film where Amanda is very insensitive to Channing. It doesn't make sense that she claims to be Channing's friend. You don't no. seem to like Channing. Y'all hate her. Later on, literally, Amanda and Nora are studying at Nora's house. And she's talking about, like, having a party that she doesn't want Channing to know about or come to. Yes. You're not friends with her. Leave Channing no. alone. <laughs> and then knock, knock, who's at the door? Channing. And she sees that Amanda and Nora are studying. And she forces she's like, her way in. She's like, we can hang out tomorrow. And it's like, I get why Channing feels left out. But then Channing forces her way into the apartment. And then I they continue. she sits on the couch and stares at them menacingly as they continue to study. That's when we get into key car situation. It's like, Channing, you take it too far, honey. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, while the studying is happening, Josh and Michelle are having a good date. Michelle confides in him that her husband died. And he's like, that's cool. And <laughs> then she also asks about Helene. And Josh kind of drags Helene. Yeah. Listen to this. I have to ask. The other week when you came by, you insinuated something about Helene. Did I? That was probably nothing. Just talk. Mm. But, you know. It wouldn't be the first time Helene's made fast friends before throwing them under the bus. So I'd avoid her. Oh, wow. Well, hey. Well, that's a weird thing for the building contractor to exactly, say about Exactly. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> he's a contractor. Why would he even know this? Like, he's not even on site. This is freaking single mom Melrose place. This like building has secrets. There are secrets in this building. I'm just, I'm waiting for someone to be living in the wall. That's what I'm always waiting for now. Someone is in the wall. Someone is under the bed. Someone is eating apples and putting them down. <laughs> but later on, there's this moment. And this is the thing though, because you hear this from Josh and you're like, why do you even know this information? But then Michelle goes to do her laundry. And remember, Helene and Channing live right off the laundry room. And so she hears them fighting really loud. And when Michelle, like, goes to knock on the door and see what's going on, Helene is like, she comes to the door, she's crying. She's clearly upset. But then she gets really mad at Michelle. When Michelle's like, are you Barely. okay? When she's like, mind your business, leave me alone. And you're like, well, I... and then at the point I go, well, maybe Josh, the contractor, was right. And I was like, right. Because she got real mad at someone who just wanted to know if she was okay. And then it's the next morning and Michelle is now asking Channing, like, are you okay? And Channing is so rude, also tells her to mind her own business. And then they get to Michelle's car. It has been keyed. Now, can we say not just keyed? I mean, it has a full oh. on. It's been doodled like the front of a teenager's notebook. The yeah. entire 
both sides. It's not like one long line. It's like all over curly cues. This thing's ruined. This thing's ruined. Right. I mean, what would it cost to fix that? I mean, you need yeah. a whole new, you need a whole new exterior. You got a whole paint job. And then there's a note on it that says, keep your nose out of other people's business, which is the echo of what Channing and Helene have just said. Meanwhile, Lawrence walks by and he seems like, he's like joking about it. He's like, that looks kind of cool. <laughs> but like, as he walks away, he smiles. Like, he, like he's delighted. So I'm like, yep. you did it? Yep. Okay. So then we're back at school. There's soccer tryouts. Because as we know, Nora, she'll just do any any sport. Well, she's also great at any sport. Channing being an athlete doesn't track for me. No. So Channing is the goalie. And the captain. And the team captain. That which right. also did not track to me because she doesn't like people. So Right. And and the track coach is also the soccer coach, a gorgeous black woman. And we know she's not being compensated fairly. So <laughs> I would like justice for her. She's doing too much for these kids. Absolutely. And Nora absolutely wrecks Channing. She scores like eight goals on her. I know. I mean, it is World Cup. And then Channing gets really mad. And like after the after the game, you see Channing on the phone and she's telling someone. She embarrassed me. You need to fix it. So that's all we hear. And it's like, who's going to fix it? We know Channing has no friends. So I said, who is she right. talking Helene? to? And I was like, exactly. I was like, maybe her mom. I was like, we all know she and Lawrence don't get along. So I'm like, who could she possibly be talking to? And then Channing asks Nora if she wants to hang out on Saturday. But now remember, Nora's got to go to this party that Amanda's throwing that Channing isn't invited to. Yeah. And Channing's like, we're best friends. No more lies. And of, and then and then Nora's like, yeah, I'm hanging out with my mom on Saturday. And you know Channing doesn't believe it. And quite frankly, of course she doesn't. Because once you get to Amanda's party, you see the whole damn high school's been invited. And there's no way Channing has not found out about this event. No, that's <laughs> mean. It's like, you know she knows. Okay, so we're at the party. It's the middle of the day. Which I thought was strange. It was a Saturday afternoon party. But they are drinking. Yeah. Yeah. If Even if I was a teen, I got to this hi- this party, I'd go, I'm good. Like, I don't <laughs> know. Like, it wasn't a it wasn't a fun. Like, it's I'm like, did Amanda's parents go on a day trip? Like, are they just out to lunch? Like, why couldn't this have been later in the evening? Neither here nor there. That's just <laughs> my own and my party review. And I did. I said it was a, I just said it was an apartment complex. It's not. It just has a weird setup, like the way the windows are, because at first when they're outside by the pool, I was like, are they like in an apartment pool? And it's like, no, no, no. Amanda, they, I mean, this isn't one of my favorite lifetime kitchens. I'll say this. I'll say right. that Amanda, you know, normally I'm, I'm, I need space. I need marble. I need to be seeing a lot, but we're not. We're seeing, in Van Nuys. We're in Van we're Nuys. We're in Van, thank you. We're in Van Nuys, honey. However, I'm going to tell you this. For a party she wasn't invited to, Channing is all up in this party. She's watching people <laughs> yeah. through the windows. No one seems to notice her. She's literally just like staring at her, staring out at Nora and Aiden, hot Aiden talking. No one notices her. And I would have thought if you were, if I was so serious about not inviting someone to my party, I would know the minute they arrived. Yeah. But Amanda, she, you know, she's <laughs> probably being messy someplace else. So Nora and Aiden, they're having like a little romantic moment. Mm-hmm. And right before this happened, we saw Channing grab a beer bottle, head upstairs. Yeah. And so Channing is going to drop this beer bottle on Nora's head, which is assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah, she could kill her. She could kill her. Yes. Luckily, Nora moves out of the way at the last second to kiss Aiden. The bottle misses her, but they're terrified. They look up to the window. It's empty. Yeah. But then as Nora is going upstairs to kind of 
see what happened. She sees Channing coming down the stairs. And this is the first time she's seen her at the party. And it's like, what are you doing here? Why were you up there? She immediately is suspicious. And yeah. it's like, Channing tried to drop the bottle on my head. Yeah, I'm also like, well, it's funny because the way it was doing it is like, I thought she could have hit either one of them, right? Because they're talking closely where I was like, I think she just wants to stop. Like, she wants to hurt whoever she can hurt at that point. Because there's also something very wow. wild about, you know, when she grabbed the beer bottle, I was like, is she about to, like, break it and stab someone? Like, I didn't know what she was going to do when she grabbed the bottle. <laughs> and so She's a wild card. She's such she's Channing is a wild card. And, like, her going upstairs, where I'm like, you know, if you drop something from a window, honey, we've got wind. We've got movement. Like, she could have hit hit someone who was just walking by. Like, it's a very kind of... um. She doesn't care. Imp- that's my point. She just wants to hurt somebody because it's a very imprecise move yeah. to make. Yes. So, meanwhile, Helene goes over to Michelle's to apologize about the other night and telling her to mind her own business. And then she lets out some more details about her ex. He stalked them. She's filing a restraining order. But she's like, everyone in the building thinks I'm a hot mess. I'm like, (laughs) everyone needs to stay out of each other's business in this. Well, the best part is everyone in the building. And I go, we've seen no other people. I mean, there are no extras. There are not people walking to their cars. There are not people in the elevator. It's these two single moms, Lawrence and Josh. (laughs) That's the only people. It's basically, what is that? (sighs) The empty hotel? Jack, no play. Jack makes Jack the shiny. <laughs> Please don't edit that out. We need to all keep in how Megan described the movie The like... Shining. Okay. <laughs> the extra. The hotel. The Jack play. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the shining hotel, but as a condo. But also what's very fun about this moment though, when Helene like comes to apologize, she like, you know, knocks on the door and is like, Can we talk? And then you cut to her inside drinking wine. <laughs> like she's a giant, yep. she has a giant glass. And Helene's like, Okay, so let me tell you what happened. And it just was funny because remember, you have to remember that this is a Saturday afternoon. So, you know, everyone is Everyone's having a drink, is my point. The kids are drinking, day drinking. The moms (laughs) are day drinking. That's the energy. And after that happens, and I would have said, though, I thought they were going to make more of a meal of Nora being like, I saw Channing come from where, you know, a bottle was thrown. And, like, no one said anything. Well, they they don't make more of a meal of it because Aiden is walking Nora to her car and he's like, let me like walk you all the way there. And she's like, no, 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 it's totally fine. And it's like, no, she's going to walk her home because she's going to walk straight home. But she has her mom's car. But then she was walking. She like never like. I. But it's but she does have her mom's car, but he was saying, no, it's very confusing, Naomi. I only know this because I watched the film twice. There's I like remember a she goes, you can she, take my car. You're right. Yes. Yes. Nora is in the street getting to the car. We've said this a thousand times. If someone offers to walk you somewhere, you let them walk you unless you think they're bad. But she doesn't think Aiden's bad. But it's also like it's the middle of the day. Here's the other thing with Nora. Nora's like, I'll put on my headphones. I'll listen to my music and I'll be fine. This is one of my big pet peeves with like music. And I'm constantly saying to Andy because when he walks the dog, he'll like have in headphones. I'm always like head on a swivel. Your music, your podcast should not be so loud that you cannot hear the threats around you. That's right. That is right. And unfortunately for Nora, I think she could hear the threat because it was really like, a car comes out of nowhere and hits her. It's not one of those she dives out of the way. The car hits her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like... And it was on purpose. It was real focused. So it was a hit and run, you know, like just, whoo. 
okay, I think this is a great time for a break. I mean, we've got people running down innocent teens in the street, so let's take a breather. Okay, and we're back, and Nora has just been deliberately hit by a car. The next thing we see, Nora, she's got a boot on her foot, and mom and... and, Okay, when she gets hit, she immediately calls her mom, because she's got her phone in her hand. And she's like, mom, mom, help me. And the next thing we see, her mom and Josh, because mom had gone to be on a date with Josh at that point, they bring her home. And he leaves them. He's like, oh, I was going to have this as dessert, but now um, for you to feel better, here's a bunk cake and a little teddy bear. And Michelle's like, that's so sweet. And I thought this it was gross. I was like, Nora's 17. What the hell are you doing bringing her some little-ass raggedy teddy bear? If she was five, maybe. But at 17? Nora has just been hit by a car in a hit-and-run. And Michelle is so chill about it. <laughs> Like it is, so, there are not police. There are not police called. Michelle's like, "Thank you so much. Isn't he great?" And I'm like, "This seems so out of character for Michelle. Yeah. Like, why aren't you guys at a police station?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, why is Josh? I would, I wouldn't. Well, I get because again, Michelle had given her daughter her car, so there's no way for her to go get her daughter. But like, if I'm on date two with a guy, I'm like, "Could you just go away? Drop me." Yeah, off. it's very like. I got to deal with my child. I don't need you around here with your cake and your teddy bear. Yeah. How long was he holding the cake? (laughs) He had it all day. He had it all day. The whole day he had a cake. And that's not, regardless (laughs) of whether it's poisoned or not, I don't need an all day loose in the car cake. (laughs) I know at the beginning I said pump it full of poison, but it's like a bunt cake flopping around in your back seat. I don't, it's just weird. Okay. So we're at school. Nora is watching soccer practice because she's hurt. And it's like, don't make her do that. I know. I know. Why does she have to sit there? It's like, we're done. She'll be back in six weeks. Channing offers her like something stronger for the pain. What's that about? What's that about Channing and the pills? I think she wants her to have to like get drug tested or something. Like, I think she wants her to take pills so then she can be like, drug test her. Uh So while Channing is on the field, Nora goes through Channing's gym bag, her soccer bag, and she finds her missing migraine pills. And Nora does not back down. She decides to face the wigged bear head on. (laughs) Oh, I totally forgot about those. Yeah, sure you did. Why'd you steal them from me? How did you steal them from me? Relax. I found them on the floor of the locker room. I was going to tell you, I just forgot. They must have fallen out of your locker or something. Yeah, yeah, that's crap, but you know it. I don't know what you're up to, 
or if you're just jealous, but you need to stay away from me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, knock it off. Channing, get back on the field. Channing, back on the field. Nora, I think until you're feeling better, you shouldn't come back to practice. Uh, uh. <laughs> you know, you know, this coach is not being paid enough now. <laughs> it's so insane. Then it gets worse, though, because then when Nora gets back to her locker, her lock has been cut off and it looks like someone's been inside. Then yep. she's called to the principal's office because I guess this principal office is the nearest police station because the principal gets an anonymous tip that Nora was dealing drugs. And they found pills in her locker. Which it's like, I, I think anonymous tips have their value in a high school. Nah, this, but I'm saying not. I'm like, it's also like, why would you call the principal? Anyone you dislike, you know, you can be like, I think she's a slut. I'm an anonymous tip that she has something in her. Like, yeah. it just yeah. seems too, too easy for kids to be able to, like, take advantage of. This this principal is so funny and so unprofessional. <laughs> I said he must be watching Janelle James clips on. Apple. <laughs> like he's he is so hilarious to me. I was like, Ugh, we want more of him. Nora is like, listen, I don't do drugs. It, someone got into my locker. She's like, I was framed. And she's also like, it's Channing. Because up until yes. now, Nora, you know, her mom is like, well, where's Channing? You know, and Nora's like, oh, she is schoolwork. Nora, you know how it is. Like, you're mm -hmm. not telling your mama all the business. And it's also... No, you don't want to get into it. Thank you. And then also it's like, I still got to ride to school with this bitch every day. So it's like, we don't need it, there to be any, like, known issues. But this is finally when Nora's like, listen, Channing is out here trying to ruin me. <laughs> yeah. So then Michelle, Michelle said, we going to their house right now. And that's a black mama mm -hmm. moment. She said, excuse me? She knocked right on Helene's door <laughs> and say, we got to talk. Your daughter, Cray, listen to this. Michelle, what do you need? We need to talk about your daughter. Okay, come on in. Channing, where are you? What is this about? Nora's been suspended from school. Oh, see, Mom, I told you she was trouble since day one. You're the one who planted drugs in my locker. Stop trying to pin your dirt on me. Okay, Miss G, I'm sorry. I should have told you about this sooner, but she threatened me if I did. Nora has been dealing to the whole school. Ask anyone. I'm sure if we ask around, they'll probably say it was you. I've met girls like Wait you. Wait a second. Don't accuse my daughter without any proof. She hit Nora with her car. I did not, Mom. I That's she... impossible, Michelle. She can't drive. She doesn't even have her license. Her father said he was gonna give her lessons, but the deadbeat just says he doesn't have the time. And I only have the one car. I know where I was that afternoon, Michelle, with you. Nora, does the car that hit you look like my car? I don't know. It all happened so quickly. It looked like it was a Honda. I drive a Subaru. You're just going to have to accept that this was an accident. Channing had no part in it. Even if it was an accident, it doesn't excuse her trying to ruin my daughter's reputation. I don't have to do anything to do that. Nora doesn't get enough job on her own as a drug dealer. You know what? I'm what? You want to hit me? Yeah, I'd be careful. For an athlete, you're pretty accident prone. You might miss, fall over, fracture the other foot. Channing, shut your mouth and grow up. Don't talk to my daughter like that. You still haven't given an ounce of proof that she's done anything wrong, just accusation. Hey, all right. Everybody's just gotta break this up and keep the noise down. Lawrence, this doesn't concern you. Why don't you take your own advice and stop butting into other people's affairs? No, it does concern me. You're disturbing the other residents. All right, I've already punched 911 into the phone. 
All I gotta do is press dial, and then the cops will be on their way, and you'll be on your way out of this condo, permanently. And then maybe we can all get a good night's sleep for a change. Michelle says to Channing, like, she's like, shut, shut, your shut mouth. up and grow up. <laughs> like, and I was like, yeah. I was like, She's like, I've met girls like you before. Exactly. And I just felt like <laughs> somebody needs to do that to Channing. That's the problem. Channing yes. need a black mama. She need a she need an ass whooping. And I'm not for corporal punishment. But sometimes you just need a little whooping to get yourself right. And you know who needs one too? Lawrence. <laughs> because this little regular gals yelling at each other scuffle leads Lawrence to come in, says they're being too loud, which they're not, and he's going to call the cops. And it's like, Lawrence, you're going to call the cops on a black mother. Lawrence? I will say this. I just realized. Lawrence may be our first black male Karen. <laughs> this is the first yes. black. He wants to call the cops all the time. Everyone's too loud. Nothing they do is right. He blames, he attacks a child. He said, yep. not just does well, he, he going to call the cops. Remember, he goes, I've already dialed 911. 911. I just have All to press hit send. So he ready. <laughs> have you seen Helene's haircut? She's not going to jail. That is Kate Gosling. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then basically, of course, Lawrence comes in and kind of like stops, basically, you know, Michelle and Nora leave. Helene's place because it's like okay now yeah. he up in here we can't even have a conversation Helene's like my daughter is and I'm like you already talked about how your daughter sucked like the moment you right. met everybody so and now you're like my daughter it's like you know she's bad yeah and she's also like not nice not charming doesn't even seem to be very good at sports and I doubt her grades are anything to write home about so <laughs> I don't know why you out here <sighs> it's also you know and again obviously we're in a movie right so no one's gonna act rational they're gonna give us Correct. the drama <laughs> but it's like you and helene like helene's like i'm your friend let me tell you what happened then you need to go hey helene this is what's going on your daughter exactly right right, right. but then nora's like we should move yes. out of here and then michelle's like we cannot right. our money is tied up in the condo when i said relatable which is a very yes a very grown-up answer <laughs> <laughs> okay so they get back to their place the door is open and Michelle has mace. I thought you'd love yeah, that. Yeah, you know I do. And she maces the intruder who is actually Lawrence. <laughs> Honestly, he deserves it. We could have maced him many scenes ago. I was we could have maced him. He's like, I was there. He had to fix something. It's like, since when? Since when? But it wasn't just him there to fix something because they go into the living room and the place has been ransacked. And their rug has been spray painted with red paint, the scariest of course. paint in all capital letters, the Oscar winning film, Get Out. Hello. Wow. So Michelle accuses Lawrence. <laughs> Which is like, sure, he's the only person who's here. And he had so much fun seeing her car was keyed. I was like, all right, it's an escalation. Yes. For some reason, when I was watching this, I had the thought of like, ransacking like being being the PA or being the set designer that gets to ransack on set seems like it'd be really fun <laughs> just like pushing stuff over throwing papers into the air I don't know I want to get that <laughs> but then after that Michelle confronts Helene because she's like you used to live in my apartment do you still have a key which I think is a very, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's a question we should have asked a while ago, especially knowing that we live in a unit where Lawrence isn't doing any work. I could see him not changing locks between residents. Of course. I could see him very much course. so. And then finally we see another person in this building. We see two people in this building, a white woman takes out her phone and she's filming 
the quote unquote altercation between that Michelle and nothing. Helene. It's just, I mean, it's a heated conversation. It's heated conversation. But like she starts filming before it even gets Nothing's heated. happening. At first I was like, what is this lady doing? And then when she starts filming, I was dying laughing. Well, you just kept waiting for there to be something for her to film. Like I was like, are they going to start fighting? Yes. Is someone going to push someone? And literally nothing. And I'm like, whose side is she on? She's just filming like, it. <laughs> she's just there. Quite honestly, she... But she has her son with her. <laughs> I know. It was so... Uh... Oh my God, what if this condo is just single moms and their kid? Because this woman was a woman. That's very. It's pilot season and they're all out here trying to get parts for their kids. Okay, so this is when I wrote, and this is sort of what you touched on just in a second ago. Michelle needs to just go to Helene and be like, listen, there's been some bad things happening to Nora. She thinks that Channing's behavior makes it point to Channing. So let's get to the bottom of it. Right, right. Absolutely. But instead, what happens is that Channing (laughs) is alone, goes up to a door and bashes her own head in, fear style. And then Helene finds her and blames it all on Nora and Michelle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the two of them beat up this tiny little knockoff Avril Lavigne type of girl. And I was just like, (laughs) in what world? So we're in the common area of the apartment where like the Lawrence stuff and the keying of the car has been. And when Helene sees Michelle, she punches Michelle. And I said like mother, like daughter. So then finally, after threatening to call them 75 times, the cops do come. And this cop is like, this is stupid. (laughs) It was actually, it was the best cop we've ever had in lifetime. (laughs) Like he's like, you guys are (laughs) misusing the system, even though it's Lawrence. Lawrence is the one misusing the system. And he's like, you guys need to work this out. This is stupid. Please do not call the cops for this petty BS. And I said, finally, we got a good cop. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. But then they also have to go in front of the condo board. Yeah, they have like a note on their door. (laughs) That's the real trouble. That's the real trouble. Okay, (laughs) a condo board is way more dangerous than police. And then Michelle is telling Lawrence that she's like, oh, well, Josh changed my locks. And then Lawrence is like, that's not possible. He's in Israel. And has been for a month. Naomi. Megan, I said, this fancy ass condo ain't got no security cameras. Josh is up and down these halls. I said, how can a contractor go to Israel for a month? (laughs) Well, you know they gouge you. Contractors gouge you. Some of the richest people in the world, contractors. Uh, what's he doing in Israel? A delayed birthright? (laughs) So whoever Josh says he is, he's not. I thought it was strange. And we know we've seen that bunt cake. We've seen that. I was sad. I thought it was a strange thing. That was like, he's not here. He's in Israel. I thought that was strange. Because then, so was Josh the contractor? Yes. So he was the contractor who built? No, 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 no. No, so there is a contractor named Josh, but... This guy that Michelle's been going on dates with is impersonating Josh who's in Israel. Josh, the contractor in Israel. Yeah. Which begs the question, who's this guy? Who it is? Which I think I we about to find out. was on too. Yeah. So then we see Channing and Nora. They're in the house and they're eating the bunk cake. The bunk We're cake We're back that at the opening scene. This, from opening scene. They're passing out. We see it all happen again. Then we see Channing... Mm-hmm. We knew those jeans belonged to her. The first moment we laid eyes on her, we go, those are her ripped acid wash jeans. But she's so small, I said to myself, she can't be doing this alone. How on earth is she getting these? Nope. How is she going to carry these two full-size adults? 
well, 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 who do we see? But acting like a smitten kitten, Josh, with Channing, standing over them. They've tied them up in a chair. Classic lifetime. How else do you restrain somebody? Time in a chair. They come to. Josh starts talking. I say Josh in quotes, honey, because Josh is really Dan, Helene's ex, Channing's father. Ding, ding, ding. He's mad, and he's the one who hit Nora with the car. Listen to this. It's a tough girl you've got there. Thought the hit and run would have killed her, which she deserved after humiliating my daughter on the soccer field. Nobody believes in the girl code anymore. Wait, Dad, did you try to run her down? Of course I did, sweetheart. I did it for you. I never asked you to hurt her like that. What do you want from me? What do I want from you? What do I want from you? (laughs) Nothing, really. To be honest, you and your daughter just happened to move in the wrong condo at the wrong time. My beef is with my darling, beautiful wife, Helene. Why? Because she pushed me out of the family. She forbids me to talk to my own daughter. Isn't that right, baby? Well, that's gonna change. And on top of that, Helene got me fired from my job. I have lost everything thanks to her. You're probably thinking, what does this have to do with us? Well, to answer your question, this is how the two of you fit into this. I'm going to bash both your brains in and, oh wait, it gets better. And I'm going to use this hammer to do it, which has Helene's fingerprints all over it. After all your public disagreements with Helene, the cops are certainly going to arrest her for your murders. Helene will go to San Quentin, and I will take custody over Channing. And the both of us will move back into this condo, which we should have never left in the first place. Wait, hold on. You're going to kill them? Yeah. So? I love how he's like, and I know you're wondering, (laughs) how do I fit in? (laughs) Also, I just said, he's like, we will move back into this condo where we should have never left in the first place. (laughs) People go to any lengths to keep a condo. They'll go to any lengths to keep a condo. Naomi, this market is brutal. (laughs) (laughs) But Channing is like, wait a second. I thought this was a plot to get you and mom back together. (laughs) And we were just going to like make them want to leave and then move back into the condo. And Josh is, Josh Dan is like, no, we have to. (laughs) (laughs) And, And Channing's like, what? And it's like, yeah, Channing, your dad is nuts. Yeah, but it's also like, this is where she gets her crazy from. You know what I mean? You see daddy and you go, well, there it is. This is why Channing is the way she is. The apple and the tree. I will say this. Knowing what we know about Dan, seeing the way Helene responded when Michelle tried to see if she was okay, I said, you know what? They were never good for each other. Toxic! Two volatile individuals. It was for the best. And, you know, you got it, you guys. This is the thing that's also crazy. Dan has a hammer. He is going to bash their heads in? Like, that's his best plan? I go, babe, you were onto something with the cake. Just keep doing that. Like, why are you being messy? He was, yeah. 
He was going to bash their heads in with Helene's hammer to frame Helene. So Helene would go to jail and then he would get custody of Channing and they'd move back into the two-bedroom condo. I also don't understand how they move back into the two-bedroom condo because it's still about the money. Because he says she ruined his life and he has no cash. So how are you getting back in the two-bed? How are you getting back in the two-bed? I We don't, that, that's not, that's not explained. No. And that really is the tragedy here. <laughs> <laughs> and so Channing... To her credit, I guess, she tries to wrestle the hammer away from her dad as Nora and Michelle are working on freeing themselves from their bindings. And, Mm -hmm. like, in the process, like, Nora gets up, she's able to get away, and it looks like it's an accident. Basically, as Nora's running past, it kind of jostles dad, and he accidentally hits Channing in the head. With the hammer. With the hammer. (laughs) And then... I don't mean to laugh. Well, I don't mind it. (laughs) And then Michelle's, like, trying to leave, and he knocks her out before she can run away. Hard. Hard. Then, so Nora's running around. Well, Dad's hot on her heels, and I said, well, if you you loved your daughter that much, I think you'd stay with her and try to make sure she's okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, you'd be like, I just... care. This is what we're saying. It's like, you gotta abandon this whole thing. Dan's a mess. Dan just wants a condo. He actually is only gonna take custody if the custody gets him the condo. That's what I think. Yep. And then Nora's running around the complex, but she can't get out because the, the door's been locked from the outside. Thank you, Lawrence. <laughs> and he like goes, he hits her once and then she like falls and he's about to hit her again. And then Michelle comes out of nowhere. The, de- the kill shot. Michelle comes out of nowhere. And this is where Megan writes, you know, because I look at her notes before I'm watching. Megan writes, hits him twice with a driver. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what oh, it meant. Okay. Then I saw the scene. And what Megan means there is a golf club. And that's a particular type yeah. of golf club. And that's when I remember that Megan Gailey is the namesake of the golf club's Pretty in Pink Award. Yeah, Megan Gailey, Pretty in Pink Award. She knows. The driver's the big daddy. There's even drivers called big. It's got that big, like, chunky. And so you hit someone. She hits him with it twice in the head. And I only bring that up because then the next scene is he's being escorted out by police. He's alive. (laughs) (laughs) But like, okay, so we have three people that have been hit with a hammer. Channing, Michelle, Nora. Fine. Totally fine. Up, cheering on this man going away. Then we've got a man who's been hit in the head with with a giant golf club twice. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. No one's dead. No, no one's, one's dead. dead. I guess that's and, good. And you know, in a way, it does feel a little poetic because Michelle's deceased husband was obsessed with golf. So you can assume that this golf club is his. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like him protecting mm-hmm. them from beyond. That she's like, she kept his clubs and she said, she looked around the house real quick and said, yeah. what do I got? She grabbed a club and went running. Well, and golf clubs are gendered where they make men's clubs and women's clubs because of length. Uh-huh. And so Michelle does know enough about golf that she knew she had to choke down on that <laughs> because she can't be she can't be holding it up at the top. She'd swing and she'd whip it. Oh. But she she must have that. She probably got an athletic scholarship. <laughs> so she choked she choked down on that club. She kept her eye eye on the ball, which was Dan's head. Ooh, I'm practicing for Dodger Stadium. And she wailed on him. Okay. So then we are out of this treacherous scene. Yes. Um, we don't get an exact time frame forward. I know. We don't get it. You know, normally we'll get a no. nice little two month later, three month later, sometimes even six. All right. And this one, they said it's later. They said later. Daytime. the next day. <laughs> and we see Nora and Michelle packing up a truck. Okay. It's very wow. similar to the truck that they came in on, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're like packing it up. 
And then Helene comes out and is just like, FYI, Dan confessed to everything. It's all good. And But then she says, then here's a twist. She goes, thanks for packing us up, for helping us pack. Yep. And we learn yeah. Helene and Channing are the ones moving out. Mm-hmm. Just then Channing comes up and is like, I thought this is the weakest apology I've ever heard. Honestly, I was going to say it for you, but now I just want you to listen to it. I just want to say I'm sorry. My mom found me a really good therapist, so I'm going to get some help. I promise. Channing, you saved our lives. We're forever grateful. I'm sorry. I'm getting therapy. What? (laughs) What? I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy that Michelle and Nora are like, Thank you. Thank you, Channing. You saved our lives. It's like, well, I do think she was an accomplice. Big time. Huge Um, time. Huge time. And like, I thought they were not going to be nice to her. I mean, too. I thought her apology was weak. And then I thought they were going to be like, get in the truck. Don't look back. And they're and they hug. They both hug. And I was like, that's insane, especially because well before well before she and her father conspired to drug and tie up these two women, Channing was telling people Nora was a drug addict. She got her framed for drug possession and dealing. She tried to drop a full bottle of beer on her head. That wasn't her daddy. That wasn't her daddy. That was nope. Channing's best thought in the moment. I said, stay away from this woman. Yeah, I, we're going to need to see this therapist's credentials because it's like there's a world where Channing may need something a little more invasive. I said in-house. I mean, inpatient. Like she yeah. goes, I found a therapist. Yeah. I was like, I thought I literally was like, oh, is Helene taking her to a hospital? Right. And th- this will happen out here sometimes in L.A. too. People be like, well, my therapist, you know, they always have me like choose a tarot card. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that you need you need more. You need more. You need you need someone with doctor. Um, but okay, yeah, pick a card, pick a card, any card. <laughs> and you guys, Helene and Channing head off, and Michelle and Nora are staying in the condo. I was glad that they didn't have to move. Like when I saw the truck, I was like, that sucks that after all of that. But like they must love this view. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you this though. That's the end of the movie, you guys. Literally, Michelle and Nora, they're going back up the elevator. They're gonna be fine. I yeah. said. What about Lawrence, the maintenance man, being a psychopath? I'll tell you right now, I'd sue the management company. I'd move out mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Because Lawrence, because also too, so did Channing key Michelle's car? Did we ever close the loop on that? I'm I'm guessing. But like, how? who got access to the apartment to ransack it? That seems negligence on Lawrence's part. There is a lot of loose ends here. Because, for instance, Channing, so, so okay, here's, the, so here's something that got me, though. It's Josh Dan who hits Nora with the car, all right? He commits vehicular manslaughter on a teenager after what we now know is getting a call from his daughter being like, fix it. She embarrassed me, fix it. And this is why you know they're both not well together. But my thing is this. Now, if Michelle and Josh, who she thought was right, we're supposed to be on a date that afternoon. When was he able to hit her with a car? Well, that's when Helene was at Michelle's apartment and they were having the drink and she was telling Michelle all the bad stuff about Josh Dan. And then Michelle went to the concert. So they, it was like, boom, boom, boom. Like he hit her with the car and then immediately went to go pick up her mom. (laughs) 
and then they couldn't go anywhere I'm, because then I'm serious. Because here's what I'm telling you, my, I have a big, my big problem with this with this condo. <laughs> I'd be like, is that my shirt on the front of your car? Thank you. What's my tank top doing there? It's also like because here's my big thing between Lawrence being the real villain of this movie. Okay, real hero, real villain. Of course. Okay. Of course. Real villain Lawrence. We got no security camera coverage. We're talking new construction. Right. We're talking high-end condominium. You're telling me mm-hmm. you don't got cameras at the entrances and exits? Get me out of here. But you have a condo board that wants to throw me out? <laughs> I want to throw you Hello? out. Impeach. Impeach the condo board. <laughs> Impeach. <laughs> I was like, this is wild. So, you know, this is why me, I'm not here for condos. I'm not here for townhouses. I'm going to need my own. Single family. Single family. <laughs> standalone. Standalone. Gated. Oh, boy. No one was living in the walls, though. Well, that's a step up. That was that was That's a step up. Uh, we, the, the, we didn't mention either because it didn't really matter. But at some point, the apartment or the condo was supposed to be getting fumigated. And it was like in there, but like not really in there. Well, but, but the whole thing is basically go. like everyone has to be out for them to fumigate. Fe- yeah, for them so to no fumig- one's going to hear them. So that's why yeah. Dan Josh has them tied up. He goes, he goes, they're fumigating. No one will hear you scream. Why wouldn't he just tie them up? knock them out and have them left in the building and have the fumigation kill them. Or you know what you can do when someone's been knocked out, Megan? I don't recommend it, but you know what you could do? You could drown them. Yeah. Once you got, like, I feel like you got them knocked out just to wake them up. And that's what felt great. Right. Just to, and to tell them what you're doing? Exactly. I was like, they don't need this information. Uh, so you know it wasn't. Is was the blood it. cake good? This is, this is why, honey, he said, I'm gonna confess to everything because he knows he doesn't know what I know. he's doing. I know. <laughs> and he, I was like, maybe you can rewire some walls in prison because. <laughs> oh, isn't he like an accountant? Like, this isn't even his trade. Like, he just was like, well, I guess I'll be a killer. <laughs> I'm a contractor. I'm a killer. I'm a cro- contractor killer. Like, he. J- I'm a Josh. I'm a Dan. I'm doing anything. I mean, this one was fun. It was wild. In the end, however, two strong black women made it out alive. And that's all I ask for. All right. Yes. And you know mm-hmm. what? In a way. This is the perfect movie going into our next month, okay? Because, Megan, we'll be kicking off our month-long Lifetime Wall Black series, okay? Honoring the fun, thrilling films of Lifetime starring Black stories and Black leading ladies. And I think we're already starting. This movie was already it. But technically, our first film, what we're going to be talking about next week, is called Line Sisters. Line Sisters is about four sisters of the Alpha Beta Omega sorority who reunite at a Black Greek weekend getaway held on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Gorgeous. I'm fully on board. Fully on board. With the mysterious death of one of their fellow sorority sisters still looming over their heads 15 years later, strange and inexplicable things start to happen. It seems someone is out to unearth a deadly secret that may tear them apart. Henny. This stars Latoya Luckett, Kiera Sheard Kelly, Taronda Jones, and Drew Sedora. Okay, this is a fresh one. Drew Sedora of Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> yep, big. I can't. Wa- I cannot wait to see her acting because she talks about acting on the show sometimes, like she is a British Shakespearean actress. <laughs> like she's a, like she said a style that wasn't like my. It was like so far crazy, and it was like. Candy Burris auditioning for like two lines in the shy. Like it's like, what's going on here? Well, but wait, but wait, 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 before you tell them where to watch it. Doesn't this remind you a little bit? Remember when you and I were trying to make our own lifetime yes. movie? We pitched that movie yes. about a bunch of women going to a cabin. Yes. Yes. Like, this is like what we were pitching. 
And knowing yes. Lifetime, they could have taken it and written it and shot it all in six six weeks. I know. And we wouldn't even we know. We wouldn't even know. Here we, Here we are. Anyway. I like, I'm I'm excited to go to the Outer Banks, though. It'll be gorgeous. Well, now tell them. Tell them where they can watch it, Megan. You can watch with your current Lifetime Movie Club subscription or go to lifetimemovieclub.com slash podcast for a seven-day free trial. I am so excited for this series that we're going to be doing. And Naomi, I think it will be no shock to you that my birthday is obviously in Black History Month. Absolutely does not shock me. Absolutely <laughs> does not shock me at all. And also, it's funny because, you know, also Andy's is too, my betrothed. And wow. I said, I wonder what that is. You know, you know, like, is it white people born under a Black History Month moon? You know, like, do do mm-hmm. are you mm-hmm. do I respect you? Do we are we simpatico? We don't know. We don't know what it is, but yeah, because I get really upset because sometimes people be like, January's the worst month. A lot of times people say February's the worst month. And it's like you're being disrespectful to all black people, myself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Paris mm-hmm. Hilton, and Andy Beckerman. <laughs> now that's so... my Mount Rushmore. Megan <laughs> Gilly, Paris Hilton, Andy Beckerman. You guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. Check out Line Sisters before the next episode, because we're gonna have some fun. Bye. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. And wait, there's more. Check out the new bomb Lifetime podcast, Crime of a Lifetime, where two amazing hosts take you beyond the headlines of a crime and they get into the nitty gritty twists and turns of the story. Mm, That's my jam. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. I Love a Lifetime movie is produced by Aisha Jordan. With sound editing and mixing by The Podglomerate. Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. You should know that by now if you've gotten to this point. You should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. <laughs> when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.